0: This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here, we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my forties and realized time stands still for no one with my kids, more independent, my career, not as fulfilling as it once was. I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for. I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 058, The Joy of Giving with Lisa Martin. Today's podcast is sponsored by two groups our guest today is involved in. Both are invested in improving the community of Assiniboia and surrounding area. The Connect Club of Assiniboia is a group of women who want to give back, make friends and have fun. They hold events and support local causes with the intention of serving the community's greatest need. Find them on Facebook, Twitter or on Instagram. The second is Sonia Hulgen and her staff at Sonia's Insurance and Financial Solutions who are committed to making the community safer, healthier, and more resilient by protecting what matters most. Sonia and her team are able to offer products tailored to your auto, home, farm, commercial, and life insurance needs, while also protecting your financial future and investments. They'd love to hear from you. Give them a call at 306-642-5422. Jan Grace said, everyone can experience the joy and blessing of generosity because everyone has something to give. If you align with this idea, you'll really enjoy today's episode. Lisa Martin joins us today to share the joy she has experienced through volunteering and why this has become an important part of her life. Her most recent role as social media coordinator for Telemiracle 2022 broke a record raising over $8 million for deserving Saskatchewan residents and has also been recognized several times for her outstanding achievements with the Connect Club. I left this conversation feeling inspired to take action and I know you will too. Welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm really thrilled that you're here and excited to share this conversation with you. This is something that I'm certainly passionate about myself, and I know you certainly are with all of the things that you've even recently done in the in the way of giving. So thanks again for joining us today and sharing in this conversation.
0: Thanks. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Usually, uh, usually the guests when they come on, you know, they've got a topic that they want to speak about. And my guess would be that because you've been so involved with volunteering and giving and just recently tell a miracle even in itself. Um, my guess would be that there's something in you that inspired you to be so passionate about this topic. Do you want to kind of start sharing your, your personal story here? And let's start at the the basis of this as to why giving is such an important part of your value system?
0: Sure. So when I was a kid, my mom was a member of a service club. She was actually with the Lioness Club in Gravelberg, which is where I was raised, and then later became a Lions member. And I used to go with her everywhere. She would take me to her events because I loved to help, even as a little kid. And as I got older um, and moved away from home, I, I stopped doing that for a little bit. We lived in Saskatoon and I just didn't. Have access, I guess, to as many things as I thought that I did. And when my husband and I moved to Assiniboia in 2014, I actually joined the Assiniboia Canets as a way to make some friends. I didn't really know anybody here in the area. And, you know, once I did that, it just sort of took off from there. I'm definitely a go getter. So I kind of just jumped in with both feet. And I met some really amazing women. And I've also been able to do a lot of things to shape the community to be the way that I want it to be. That's something that my mom, I think, instilled in me from a very young age. And I'm also trying to pass that legacy on to my daughter.
1: Well, I I certainly know that you're doing that because, of course, uh, you know, for the listeners who don't know, I actually met Lisa's daughter before I met Lisa because I went to do a speaking engagement in um, Assiniboia when I was invited to the community to come and contribute and, you know, um, help people with positive mental health and overall well being. And her daughter actually came and introduced herself to me and has kind of made an imprint on my heart ever since then. And that's actually how Lisa and I connected. You know, um, one of the 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 missions of Coreless Code, Lisa, is that I really believe that leadership, we're kind of redefining leadership here and what we do because leadership used to be you know, managers in buildings or the boss at work or the people running our countries. And now because, you know, our world has evolved so much where there's even social media platforms, there's, you know, all kinds of places where we can show up and influence. That's really putting all of us in a place of leadership. We're leading in our homes. We're leading in our communities. We're leading in our workplaces and, You know, it sounds like your joy of giving and volunteering and wanting to make an impact was really demonstrated for you as a child through your mom role modeling leadership and and uh doing that it kind of started with her and that's the that's where you got to see and be exposed to this right off the bat so i think it's really interesting and we should really acknowledge your mom here that i don't know if she did that intentionally or not maybe you could speak to that but it seems to me that her legacy is kind of living on through you and now being passed on to your daughter
0: it sure is and i i honestly don't believe that it was intentional on my mom's part i mean i think to her part of being a good community member is, is doing good work in the community. I don't think she was doing it for the accolades or to necessarily tangibly lead us into doing all of these things. It was more so just to set by example, like being a good person is, is part volunteering. It's also part being kind. It's also part you know, doing what it is to make things happen. My mom is also a go-getter. So with that said, she was always kind of one of those people who unwillingly, in some cases, I think, led the charge to do things. My mom is definitely introverted, um, but she isn't afraid to get her hands dirty. And I am actually really thankful that that's something that she has passed on to me. And I try to take those values and pass them on to my daughter, but also to my colleagues and my fellow club members and my friends. So to me, I guess it's, it's one of those things where sure, she taught me that and part of it is through her volunteerism but it's really affected my entire life and my relationships with anybody that I meet.
1: Hmm, it's kind of shaped you into who you are. And even though she might not have done it intentionally. Now in this conversation that we're having here today, I think the idea would be that we can each choose intentionally to be the person and the role model that we want to be everywhere that we are. And it does have a huge impact on others when we do that. And instead of it being an unintentional, you know, way of influencing, we can actually step into it by making those choices. And that's what um, that really what this conversation is all about here today and I know it's important to you that that's a legacy that you're leaving with people and and inviting people to do that. Now, can we just talk a little bit about when people are busy because let's face it, people are busy. I mean, everyone is there's you know so many things on the go all the time and I think a lot of times as much as people would love to give, they either maybe aren't able to financially, or maybe they just feel like they don't have the time. Can you speak to that? Because obviously, you work full time, you're a mother yourself, you're still finding the time to do that. What inspires you to do that? And what would you say to the person who feels like, you know, they just don't have time to do all the things that they'd want to do?
0: For me, honestly, I need to just make time. I don't have extra time, quote unquote. But I make time to do do these things because they are important to me. They also make me feel good. So when I'm having a rough day or a day where I particularly don't want to get out of bed, sometimes going to an event and seeing the joy that you bring to other people, even just through small actions, it fills your cup. And it makes you want to do more of it. It's almost, it's almost addicting in some ways, that feeling that you get from helping other people. Honestly, tell a miracle is tiring. I still, a week later, am recovering from the fallout that happens. I'm not a, a young person anymore. I'm in my 40s. So not having a lot of sleep, it, it, it's honestly physically exhausting. There is a reason why four to 500 people do that every year. And it is because of what they get out of it personally, but also what they're able to give to others by doing that. So I get it. Everyone's busy. Everyone has lots of stuff on their plate. But if it truly matters to you, you will always, always make time.
1: Hmm, I love that. Well, we all have time for what's important to us, don't we? And really, sometimes it just means stepping up and making the commitment. And I love how you said that once you do it, it's almost addicting because you just want to keep on doing it. It feels so good to see the impact that's happening for people. So give us kind of the behind the scenes, the inside scoop of some of the stories of people that you have personally been impacted by. Like, tell a miracle just set a record, did it not?
0: Yes, it did. We made over $8 million at uh, Telemiracle 46.
1: <laughs> like, I feel a need to clap. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. That is so incredible. Wow. I'm so proud to be a part of Saskatchewan. Like what an amazing community. Now, you know, you witnessed firsthand some of the people that this, you know, this work volunteering that Tell a has, has impacted. Do you have like a particular story of someone that we might not know that really impacted you and why you're addicted, so to speak, to continuing to support it, even though it's, it's tiring and exhausting and, and requires a commitment on your part that maybe you don't actually have time for.
0: You know, I mean, I think if anybody watched the show this year, you would have seen Bella. Bella is the sweetest, most cutest eight year old kid you'll ever meet. She is a recipient of, of telemiracle funding. Um, Aside from that, it's amazing how often you meet somebody, you know, on the street when they find out that you're doing telemiracle, who will say to you, Wow, Telemiracle actually helped me. When I first moved to Assiniboia, I, I met somebody who um she was actually kind of leading the board for my daughter's skating. And, you know, we developed a relationship. And a couple of years later, she actually told me that they had received telemiracle funding when her son was born. He was born with an issue in his eye and they had to go to Edmonton or Calgary, but somewhere out of province to go get help for him. And I, I was amazed to hear that because at the time he would have been, I don't know, 16 or 17 And I didn't know that story. Another time we were at Red Lobster for supper, actually, right before Tell a Miracle. And there was a group of probably 12 of us. And our server was taking our order and she was making some small talk. And she said, so what are you guys in town for? And we were like, oh, we're here for Tell a Miracle. And she started to cry. And we were all like, did someone like step on her toe or something? But Mm -hmm after she was able to compose herself, basically, she, she said, you know, tell a miracle changed my life. I have or had a special needs son and we received funding so that I could get uh, a van where I could actually take him places. Before that we were essentially confined to our house and I wasn't able to, to take him anywhere because he, was nonverbal and he needed a wheelchair, so it made us so happy to have firsthand knowledge of somebody who's just living their everyday life, but needed the help that's offered through TeleMiracle. And it's amazing how often we hear little tidbits here and there of of people that have received assistance through TeleMiracle.
1: And when you're involved, you get to see it, right? Is that where, you know, the joy and the addiction is born from of like, I just want to do more because you actually get to see it up close and personal, you know, what, what you're volunteering or what your focus of support is, is doing for others. Yeah, it actually,
0: definitely. And I, I don't hear it necessarily firsthand because I'm not involved with the whole application process itself, but we do have a member of our club, her name's Lynn. and she is currently serving on the Kinsman Telemiracle Foundation board. And they're the ones who are responsible for looking at applications and processing them and then presenting them ultimately to the board when people make funding requests. So Ray Lynn, honestly, talks to people, looks through applications, administers the paperwork that has, has to be done and then presents it to the board. She is ultimately responsible for actually helping others directly with that money. And I personally find that so inspiring that a friend of mine, somebody who I've shared a hotel room with is instrumental at making sure that the people in this province are getting the help that they need.
1: Mm. Wow. I hope I get to meet her sometime, but it sounds like a team effort. It really does. It sounds like each member, you know, whatever part you're, you're, uh, you're participating in directly, it kind of works. I envision it almost like a chain reaction, you know, and if there's one link that isn't, isn't connecting, then, you know, the whole chain is broken. So is that really kind of how you see volunteering and the impact that it can make is that each person is important and we, each contribution is important in the big picture?
0: For sure. Honestly, anything where you're putting on an event or doing something, it's, it's essentially a machine. And there's different cogs in that machine that are going to make it work. And if one of those cogs isn't turning, the whole machine stops. So there are people in each service club who do all of those front-facing things that are important for people to see. But there's a ton of people doing lots of work behind the scenes that you don't. Someone needs to pay the bills. And if those bills don't get paid, well, then there's problems. So all of those, all of those jobs matter. And you might think that it's menial and unnecessary to get a lottery license. But honestly, it's super important when you're trying to do those types of things. So everyone's job, and everyone's role is important.
1: It is said you become like the people you spend time with. I think this is true, and therefore you should choose carefully. I know in my own life, things changed dramatically for the better when I got myself in an environment with people who are inspired and excited about life. If you're looking to change things up and connect with people who will help you become your best, join the Corliss Co community as a monthly member. It's a great way to stay focused forward. Join us today at corliss.ca. Mm, I can see that. So how does someone who wants to get involved, whether it be Telemiracle or some other charity or something local in their community, like how? I mean, as an example, I mean, we're living in world crisis right now, and, and you see this outpouring of even big companies and you know small individuals trying to help in every way that we can. And I think sometimes there's just if you're an empath at all, I know I'm certainly an empath and I feel for people so much that it almost paralyzes me because I want to help everything. So can you help us with where would you begin so if you're a listener you know talk to the listener right now who's thinking i would like to to give more i would like to contribute more whether it be in a a financial aspect or just volunteering my time or my expertise or you know doing the behind the scenes things where can one begin what would you suggest they do consider maybe what they're most passionate about what they'd like to help the most like what would you suggest
0: I think the first step is really to figure out what is important to you. Are you, are you interested in donating money to cause A? Are you interested in helping people who need help with cause B? There's so many causes out there that you really have to pick one that speaks to you. Maybe, you know, someone who has cancer. So, your first inclination will be to raise money for cancer. Maybe you have direct relations who still live in Ukraine. That could be whatever is pulling you right now. The point is, is that you need to find whatever you're passionate about or whatever floats your boat and and take that and find a way to help. And help doesn't always mean money. You know, quite often we'll throw money at things to make it, you know, to support it. And that's great. Trust me. Service clubs and charities love money. They want to be able to just do what they need to do with that money. But if you don't have the money to give, there's tons of other ways for you to help. Time is one of those things. Donate your time, go to a food bank. They always need people to help them. Um, You know, there's there's ways that you can join service clubs or even volunteer for events without being a member. Honestly, I just brought a photographer with me from Assiniboia to tell a miracle because I needed someone to take photos and her photo is splashed all over the media. She's the one who took that final shot of that total right at the end of the show. You know, and while as a photographer, she's proud to see her photos splashed all over the place. It honestly didn't cost her a penny to do that. She donated her time. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always take money. Sometimes it just takes time.
1: Well and we all have special skills, special talents, special experiences that we can use, you know, to better the life of someone. I think that's really the overall philosophy here, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you don't know where to go, we all have a huge amount of research power at our fingertips. The internet is a great place to start. If you don't know of a service club in your area or a charity in your area, Check out your local Chamber of Commerce or your local community's website. I know that on Assiniboia's website, there are links and references to the service clubs that are operating in our area.
1: Mm, Good point. Yes. And everything is right there. You know, my mentor once said to me, Jack Canfield, uh, I was at his house in California and he was sitting beside me and we were having a discussion around, if you don't know something, you can always find it. And he said, like, there is millions of resources out there. If you really want to do something, all you have to do is tap into it. Now it's just, just Google it, YouTube it, (laughs) like it's, it's always there and accessible to you just have to make that commitment, which is what it comes back to where we started in this conversation, actually, about making a commitment that this is important to you. And then, you know, taking the steps to to follow through on that commitment. I love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's what it is for everything. To me, that commitment is what I do in my everyday life. I do it in my work. I do it outside of my work. I do it with my family. It's it's integral to everything that we do. You either want to do it or you don't want to do it. And with volunteering specifically, like I said before, you kind of have to make the time. But after a while, it's one of those things where it just becomes, yeah, I'm going to do it because that's just what I do. It becomes part of who you are.
1: Mm, I love that so much. Now, your daughter, uh, you've referenced your mom and how she influenced you. And now I know you took your daughter to tell a miracle with you. As I've already said, I met your daughter through um, that community event that we did in Assiniboia. Is this something that you've actually consciously chosen of like, I'm going to not only do this, but I want to be a role model for my kids as well, that this becomes a part of who they are?
0: Yes and no. I think partially it's because that's how I was raised. So I'm almost perpetuating the cycle of what happened to me when I was a kid. But consciously, I do want my daughter, her name's Mina. I want Mina to be kind and thoughtful and giving. Honestly, Mina is very empathic. So the the spirit of giving is important to her. I actually remember one time I took her to a games night that we were doing at West Side Court here in Assiniboia. And begrudgingly, she came. She dragged her feet. She was like, ugh, I don't want to go. She probably would have been about nine or 10 at the time. And I said to her, Hun, mom needs some help. And here's what you're going to do. She came, and on the way home, she said, Mom, I feel so. Good, And I was like, honey, that's what happens when you do things for other people. It makes you feel good. It made her feel good to help others. It made her feel good that we were able to do something fun for people who sometimes are forgotten about. It it made her happy that the cake that we made together was enjoyed by all of those people. And now, when I ask her to come help me, she doesn't drag her feet. she She comes willingly because that feeling that she got, she'll know that she'll get it again.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. and i saw I saw the picture of her at Tele Miracle, and her smile was so big. I was like, "Look at that. That's so incredible. Bravo, Mom. Well done. Great job. Great job all the way around. Do you have anything else you'd like to add on the topic? I mean,
0: I think that as women, we are capable of doing a lot of things that maybe others discount us for. But as people, it's important for us to give what we can to others. And I really want that to be the legacy that I leave behind. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I would want people to remember me for my giving spirit and for my willingness to help. So I think that I am also trying to instill that in my daughter the same way that it was instilled in me from my mom.
1: Amazing. I've I've just loved this conversation. I have three closing questions that I always ask all of my guests and, and I will ask those questions. But before I do, if if somebody wanted to connect with you, maybe they want to volunteer through Lisa, um, how would they reach out to you?
0: Well, definitely, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, My Instagram handle is at lisamartin.306. But you can also check out the Assiniboia Canets on Facebook or Instagram, or even through their website at www.assiniboiacanets.com and leave a comment there because I am the one who actually gets the emails. So I will definitely see it.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you again. Now, the three closing questions, because this is a real leadership podcast, what does leadership mean to you?
0: Leadership, to me, means setting an example for others that will inspire them to do what you do.
1: Amazing. I'm very aligned with you on that. (laughs) Now, um, if there was a book that was kind of a a game changer for you, I don't know if you're a big reader or not. Sometimes this is a difficult question because I ask you to just recommend one book that was, um, you know, kind of important for you in your in your own journey. Which book would it be?
0: Honestly, I don't really read books about um, any like self help. I'm more of a smutty romance novel reader personally. (laughs) But there was actually a class that I took and it was through the Edwards School of Business. I have no idea whether it's still offered or not, but it was called Communicate It. And the basis was essentially telling you that it's not. It's not the other person's fault for misinterpreting what you say. It's actually your fault for not making it clear for them. It basically changed the way that I communicated with people. And I stopped blaming others for people misinterpreting or not getting what it was that I was saying. And started realizing that I'm the one who's actually accountable for not only what I say, but how I say it and my tone and my body language. So I, I would have to say likely it's that class. Changed everything, every facet of my life from work to home.
1: Wow, amazing. And actually, that's like um, the empowerment principle number one is to take full responsibility. And it sounds like that's really what that class was all about. So awesome point. Love it. Thanks. Now, the final, final closing question. Based on all the highs and all of the lows and everything that you've been through in your life, if you could leave just one piece of advice, what would you leave?
0: I think I would... Tell people to be honest. Be honest about what you're capable of doing and be honest about what you know that you can't do. I struggle with mental health issues. I have anxiety. I have been prone to being depressed. And, you know, I do need to consciously make an effort to be honest about what I'm able to take on. I've learned how to say no, and that's also been really important for me. But that honestly came about because I started to be truthful to myself.
1: Hmm. And when in com- coming right back, kind of full circle to the question that you said, you know, we really have to reflect on is like, what is important to me? And when you do that, and you define that for yourself, then you can actually say no, instead of saying yes, and you can keep your overall, you know, health be- in better shape. Can you not?
0: I totally agree. And, you know, honestly, part of volunteering is it fills your cup, like I said before. So for me, it is a priority. And that's why I do make the time to do it. But there are times when I have to be honest with myself and say, you know what, I can't. And there are also times where I've said to the people that I'm working with, no, I I can't do that. I don't have the capacity right now whether that's because things are happening at work or things are happening at home or whatever, it doesn't matter. I need to do that for myself because if I'm not healthy and capable, then I will never be able to do what I need to do for other people.
1: That's such a great cl- closing thought. Do what you can. There is joy in giving, but do what you can keep yourself well, well, know what's important to you, and give what you can. Thank you again for joining us, Lisa. It's been a real pleasure.
0: Thanks so much. It was great, great fun.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.